Pigeons 420. Mr. Grow It. And Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV. From the Stash Podcast. This show is brought to you by Dutch Bro USA. Nutrients made for growers by growers. From the base nutrients to the explode booster. Dutch Pro USA is bringing you the essentials that all growers need without the extra bottles. Visit Dutch Pro USA or find their products on Amazon.com. Spider Farmer LED, one of the leaders in affordable quality LED lighting for growers. From the SF Quantum Board Series to the SE Bar Style LEDs, Spider Farmer has you covered without breaking the bank. Find Spider Farmer LEDs on Amazon.com. And AC Infinity, innovators in the air game, providing state-of-the-art inline fans, tents, and more to the home grower. Visit acinfinity.com or Amazon to pick up some of their products. And you could save money with any of these brands by checking out the discount codes below in the description. So boys, I'm a pheto hunter. And you guys should know this by now because I'm usually talking, oh, this pheto hunter, this runner, this I have an addiction, I think. I truly am gonna look at it as a fucking addiction. I, I love gas and I keep wanting to get more. And every time I think I've got it secured, I keep on pushing, I keep on pushing, and I keep on pushing. And for me, I like the hunt. I enjoy the hunt and I enjoy the process. But for some people, that sucks. And I think that some tips or some insights on what pheno hunting is, how to do it, and how to do it successfully is going to be beneficial for anybody who's uh, who's into that, you know? So do you boys into pheno hunting much? Me, not so much. I mean, I've done a couple pheno hunts, but I usually, you know, grow from seed uh, for the most part. And uh, just space constraints, plant count limit, things like that are kind of preventing me from doing a, a pheno hunt, which would be under my satisfaction. I know when, when we're talking about phenol hunts, there's a lot of subjective things in regards to there's a lot of different ways to go about it, right? So you could talk to one phenol hunter, he could say his style of, or way of doing things, talk to another phenol hunter and he could do things differently. You know what I mean? I think that's gonna be a good conversation today because there are various ways to do things. So, uh, but I don't do it so much. I've only done a couple. How about you pigeons? No, no, I it went, I only as of a recent, I've gotten really excited about pheno hunting because I've kind of just gotten over the idea that I've kind of been picking strains and changing it up every grow. And I've had some really, really good gems that I just, I gave up and I never cloned. I didn't, I didn't try to exploit. I never really dove deeper into, and I, I have regrets on that. So it's only as of recent that I thought, you know what? I really need to start taking, you know, uh, taking it serious because there's a lot of great strains out there and I, I want to have my mark on one, you know? And so, yeah, as of recently, I think, uh, I think it's something that I'm going to start looking at a lot, a lot more seriously, but, uh, to dial it back a second, um, to get more, just what is, what is pheno hunting? Because in, very in good fairness, question. this term gets this term gets thrown around a lot, and I think I understand the definition of pheno hunting, but I kind of wanted to just unpack it a little bit. Um, Chris, did you? Well, I got some or should bars we save, to drop too? Because uh, I, I, I was going to say, I just Rob's explained this to hunter. somebody. Well, Go somebody was was yeah. arguing with me that I'm a geno hunter, and I was like, I'm not a fucking geno hunter because I've popped the <laughs> same packs over and over and over. I know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the specific characteristic expression of that cultivar. So I will pop a pack of twenty to get that one as where I'm not going to say, you know what, I'm going to go get this, this sour diesel now instead. I'm going to go get this, 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 that's the different uh, genetic makeup of the plant. This is what it is. And, and I feel like you're not going to change that much. The environmental impact of the phenotype is a big crucial factor too, because 
prime example. Someone gets a cut. I have a, a white truffle cut, and that cut has performed different in the, the commercial environment compared to my buddy's home grow in terms of terpenes, flavonoids, and even trichome production. So I think that when you're looking for pheno hunting, you're looking for that specific character expression of that cultivar or of that strain, however you want to call it. And so you're going to be popping multiple seeds of the single brand, single you know flavor. And it's going to be the same thing if you're dealing with any any cut or anything like that. Like that's the single phenotype that somebody selected for you. Names are being given on phenotypes now. Like again, white truffle is what this gorilla butter is called. And I, I think that's a great way to do it because when I started, I did pick and mix. The only idea for me was White Widow's White Widow, AK-47's AK-47. Back in the day, that was a lot more close because they were more stable. The The phenotypes were more like the, how the genotype's expression was supposed to be. What they're saying this is is what it is. Nowadays, you're seeing it more where you can select five out of a pack of five, and you want to find that one. So it's a little different where people are, are really seeking this specific one, and as more cultivars get bred out and bred out and bred out, it's going to be harder to find the exact specific phenotype when you're getting a pack of seeds. It just doesn't work the same like it used to. At least that's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there are going to be pheno hunters that are going to say uh, you shouldn't do a pheno hunt with less than 50 seeds or less than 100 seeds, you know, because there's the pool is just so big and you get such short a, a variety. But on the home grow side of things, I mean, we can't, you know, oftentimes we have a plant limit that we have to go by, so we can't pop 50 seeds, 100 seeds, and those are going to be costly for some of us just at home grow. Um, so popping a 10-pack, it's still considered a pheno hunt. You know, it's your own personal pheno hunt. You can just do a 10-pack and then sift through those, grow those out, and then pick one from it. That is still considered pheno hunting. So I just want to get that out of the way. I know some people might be like, oh, well, pheno hunting, you have to pop a certain amount. Technically, you don't. So No, and you're going to have those snobs, just like the organic snobs, who are going to be too critical of it. <laughs> and that bothers me. You should be accepting to that small guy who's got the tent, small guy or gal, who has the tent and wants to work their way to where you're at. They can't get there overnight. And you're going to start small. And that person who does want to do a, a pheno hunt on their own at home, how, how else are you going to go about that? Are you going to pay a big company to do this for you and to pop 100 of these and to select it? Or are you going to start small and do five or maybe 10? select the one out of those 10 that still is a variable that you have you've got one out of 10 chance or more the ones you want i've got a buddy who has this max stomper five and max stomper four the one that i got this from max stomper five is more terpy max stomper four is his squish strain his the, the cultivar he's using for, for breaking down into extracts everything serves its purpose but you got to look for what that particular characteristic is that you want is it good grower is it good yielder is it a good final product which everybody should want that um, that final product, is it for flour? Is it for extract? Is it for both? Is it for show and Instagram? Bag appeal? I mean, there's a lot of variables. People like color and they're growing for the fade. You know, I think a big thing that people got to realize is that what you have may not be the same thing you see on the internet or what your buddy has may not be the same thing you have if you guys got different brands, so to speak. Yes, it's, it's again, I'll use White Widow as an example. Yes, it's White Widow, but it may not be the same White Widow. You know, it's like saying that it's, it's, uh, Whatever our last name is, it doesn't mean that it's the same fucking person. We're just related. Same parents, so, different different sibling. So if you're gonna be if you're gonna be investing time into pheno hunting, it, this is something that sh- should take years. Then this isn't something that's should happen unless I guess as a home like when you, you dial back to what Chris mentioned in terms of the numbers, unless you can have the space to pop fifty to hundred seeds to get this figured out in one season this is something that's going to take years to flush out and to and to really 
um, critique and analyze. Yes. If, if you're looking for a specific thing, right? So if you know that your genetics that you have, like uh, say across, you know that purple, the purple trait comes out, right? Yeah, you might not be able to do that in a 10 pack. You know, might not get that purple that you're, purple trait that you're looking for in a 10 pack. So you might have to pop 10 more and 10 more and 10 more until you find what you're looking for. So it could take it. But uh, the traits of what people are looking for when they're doing a phenol hunt is different from person to person, right? Some people are looking for trichome production. Like Rob already kind of touched on this. Some people are looking for that bag appeal, right? Some people are looking for, um, you know, color or whatever flavor. it may be. Flavor. So real flavor, right? Smell. Um, so it really comes down to the individual person, what you're looking for as a phenol hunter in a sense. And you yeah. might find it on your first run potentially, you know? And you could be an accidental phenol hunter, so to speak. A lot of times you can't get pick and mix on these new cultivars. You go and get a pack of five or 10. That's the only option you have. And so when you do that, you can pop one or two, but I always recommend popping at least five, man. I feel like that's ideal because for one, if they're regulars, you never know. You could wind up lucky like pigeons and get all females if you got the OGs. That works. Oh, I, yeah. Yes. Did you tell anybody oh, about that? Excited. Just me? I, just, 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 shared, yeah, I just shared to the OGs crew. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pop, yeah, I popped, yeah, popped eight eight OG seeds and they all turned out to be female. Um, which kind of hits me. Great, great, great. Because I popped two of each strain too. So, it, you know, it was like, ah. But uh, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but if I'm going to start pheno hunting, you know, it's like, gosh, running it on a good quality genetic would be my first, you know, my first start. You know, I don't want to run it. Well, you know, you shouldn't say that. You know, bag seeds might surprise you. But I'm thinking, you know, you want to make sure you're getting a good quality genetic before you even get started. I don't want something that's prone to bugs. I don't want something that's prone to mold. I don't want something that's going to be a pain in the ass to grow. You know, if this is if this is the one I'm hunting for, I, like you kind of mentioned, it's going to have some good characteristics. And, I, and really good quality genetics has to be that, that number one. So, yeah. or, or a good source of genetics and in this case i'm speaking in regards to ocean grown but uh that would be my i want a reputable source too so yeah one of the phenol hunts i did was with uh sage and sour by th seeds and i grew this out once just had one single plant turned out to be a female beautiful beautiful um exactly what i was looking for in looks um, nice fade there's purpling going down with mixed in with those fall colors you know the yellowings it just looked amazing and then the effects was what really kind of sold me is just it's uh i think it's tiva dominant and it's uh it just upbeat it's the effect exact effects i was looking for so years later i went and did a pheno hunt and popped 10 seeds and nothing came out like that nothing did so i would i didn't have a keeper really i mean i had a keeper but i didn't keep around for that long um but uh but yeah it's so hard to find what you're looking for and if you find something in one particular pheno chances are of you getting that same thing further down the road off of a different seed it's pretty slim yeah and this is why i've kept this headbanger around so long is is i had three other buddies who popped it I was the only one who had that real gassy funk. Every other one had a little undertone. Like at the exhale, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah a little something there. It, they yielded way better. Fat, nice colas. I'm like, damn, that's good. But mine is just a slapper, dude. I'm talking three, three, four weeks into flower, and it stinks bad. It doesn't yield nearly as much. It's stressful. It's ah, da, da, da. But damn, is it dank, dude. So it's like I found the one for me, and I'm keeping that. But now I'm looking for the not replacer per se, maybe something that's in the ballpark, but that yields more. So the characteristics I'm looking for now, I have the, the mentality of end product I know. There's no arguing there. I want some gas. Look isn't a huge thing for me. It's a plus. If I got some cool color, awesome. 
great. If it's got good growth, the bud leaf to bud ratio is a big thing for me. I hate super leafy stuff. You deal with 11 roses, the phenotype that me and Trey had. Hate it. Too hate much. it. It's so much leaf, dude. And it's not trichomed out leaves. It's just leaves. So I don't want to ever have that one again. I let it go. I had this sour kush, same way. Dank bud in the final product if someone else grows it. It's gone. That, and that's the joy of the hunt. That's the yep. joy of the hunt. Right? You can you, pick and choose. You, you grow one. You like your taste. You love your smell. The smoke comes off great, but she is a pain in the ass to grow. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of a game changer for me, you know, because I, I'm i not going to, although I want to have my my cake and eat it too, uh, I, I, I can appreciate the fact that I know that there's a lot of good quality you know, strains, uh, variants. I wanted to say variants. That's the word I was looking for out there, you know? So it's like, keep going, keep going. If it doesn't meet those very, those couple check boxes for you, then, then keep going, keep going. Don't give up. That's the joy of the hunt. You know? No, I agree. Dude. It would be. It would be. People think that sometimes too, it's a, it's a headache in terms of, uh, going through the hunt and it is rewarding sometimes, but there is those downtimes where like I went through and I grew, I think I had 12 tangerine dreams. I was looking for like the, the tangerine dream. And the only one that had any terps was like a Java coffee. Ugh. And it was described as one that people seek. And I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. So it made it so I didn't want to hunt for a while. Because I'm like, dude, I spent 200 bucks on that pack. They randomly gave me one extra fucking seed, which was a male. And it, I hated everything in there. So I went back to just looking for somebody else found it and the clone. Like, I had to pay 50 bucks for this uh, white truffle cut. Only only reason I did that is because Trey and, and his brother, Kurt, went and got this from High, or High Times. Yeah, High Times Cannabis Cup. But it was a pack of C's, and it was super expensive. And they were looking for it. Like, Kurt's walking through and looking through these books, and, like, he was on a hunt. Wasn't even having fun. This motherfucker was looking. Well, we get there, and he finally finds that one, and he's like, this is the one right here. This is the dank. It's a fire. This is what you need. Well, they grew it, and it was beautiful. It was really good, and it had that undertone that was like, it's almost there. There's something there, but it should be a fire extract. It's just not, it doesn't pop. And then, lo and behold, a buddy of mine has the same one, but he kept calling it white truffle, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And he was like, oh, it's, it's gorilla butter. It's the white truffle cut. And I'm like, oh. And he's like, yeah, we paid uh, like 500 bucks for a clone of it or a cut of it. I was like, oh, my God. That's insane. I would never do that. And then I smoked some, and I'm like, Oh, I like that. And he's like, well, I'll get you a clone for 50. I was like, all right. And I go over there and it's a full fucking plant. It's not a clone. So I was <laughs> totally cool with that. And he gave me a couple other ones too. So I was like, yeah, hey, good looking out, man. But sometimes it's worth doing because that 50 bucks saved me the stress of running through a 10 pack of getting stuff that I wasn't a huge fan of. I don't want to do that again. Right. I don't have the capacity to keep doing this year after year after year of the hunting for my content to show new things. It sucks because most times if I don't like it, as soon as it's dry, it is gone. I'm giving it to my patients who don't care as much. I'm very picky. I'm not going to do that. I just think that the pheno hunt isn't for everybody. Sometimes you partner with people and that's what I've done in the past. You go halfers on a pack. You say, you do five, I do five, come together with the end of product and let's see, let's, let's pheno hunt together. If it's somebody you can trust, because I've had a few times where I've gotten burned, where I hook somebody up and I never see him again. I'm like, dog, <laughs> where are you? So, no pigeons you go um, pack after pack you don't well right now that that grape ape was that a clone no that's from seed so these are all four different seeds you got in there right no 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 yeah no she is from a mother all five of these plants have five in there 
are from a mother. Yeah, because they look identical. I was going to say, yeah, that's they're all a solid, exactly the solid, same. Uh, stable genetic, yeah, but exactly the same. In a lot of cases, you wouldn't do what pigeons is doing right now in terms of the canopy, the uh, scrogging or trellis or anything, because you're doing a pheno hunt. I'm not doing that right now because I'm doing a pheno hunt. I've got a trellis for support because it's it's out of control with up tall here and down low here and here 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 and these ones are lanky and these are bushy and i don't have an even canopy and so i'm not doing that anymore i did that last time with the gmo and i thought i'd be okay and i had my tent was like looking all weird and i just looked trashy it looked like somebody went in and tried destroying my grow and you learn over time and do a, a a pheno hunt run versus your like perpetual grow run you know don't necessarily have them at the same time and if you do you got to consider the fact that your canopy may not be the same your pull time may not be the same how your plants feed may not be the same how the plants react to, with everything could be a little different and that can be a bitch and if you're working just to kind of go back to what i said a while ago about you know cc's are going to look different you kind of touched upon it different characteristics if you're phenol hunting a generation that's more stable Right. So if you're in like F5s, F6, whatever it may go, generations down, you could see a lot of similar characteristics. But if you're in just an F1 generation, right, so you have a, a mother from one plant, uh, one cultivar, a father from another cultivar, you cross that, the offspring is an F1. If you plant those, you're going to get a, a wide variety. Uh, you're going to see different characteristics from the mothers and the father, mother and the father throughout those. And if you breed that offspring, you're going to get F2s, the next generation down, which is actually going to open up the, the pool even further than that, which is something that I thought was pretty interesting. I you know, found that out from, from a breeder. And um, a lot of people think it's the F1 that you see the most variety when actually it's, it's an F2. So I figured that was worth bringing up. I um, know that. And then great. one other thing I want to kind of switch it up a little bit is so kind of a question for you, Rob, in a sense. I know everybody's different when it comes to it. Say you're pheno hunting. Say you drop a pen pack, a 10 pack, right? At what point do you start killing off plants? Some people do it super early. Some people are killing off plants or, or seedlings because their taproot isn't long as the other ones. Mm -hmm. Some people will, will plant it. They'll see seedlings. They'll start killing off seedlings. Some people will wait and they'll grow out all the plants all the way to the end, till the finish. Then they'll make that determination of whether or not to keep it. What do you do, Rob? I'm an uh, end-of-the-road determination kind of guy because I've realized that I've, <laughs> I've let plants go that grew ugly and that were the most bomb flavor shit ever, and I never got that one back. Prime example was um, the Skywalker OG that me and Trey had. So, so, so tasty. So, so, so ugly, though. So I had it growing in the garden, and I was like, no, she's throwing up a gang signs with these weird-ass buds. I'm done with her. Didn't even clone it at all. Let it go. And I'm so upset that I didn't do it. So now I'm like, you know what? Mark them all. I do it usually color-coordinated or number-coordinated. A lot of people do numbers, but for me, because I'm dumb, color works good. So I have like four colors and, or five colors usually, and that's how I'll do it. So I'll run five at a time, and it'll be headbanger red, headbanger blue, headbanger purple. Head, like Because I've just got it marked in my phone. It's easier to, to mark it in a... Uh, Google Keep is what I use. So then I just mark it in there and it's like, all right, here's my note tab on these things. And then I just will write a couple little things or type really minimal because I've been growing as long as I have that I just, in my head, I do a lot of this stuff, but it's, it's specific shit when I'm like, oh, that was weird and put that in my phone. And I've seen that more often that when I go with the color coordination, I don't know why in my mind, it's easier for me over time to just know, I don't have to go through the notes. When I go numbers, I'm like, is that 
number two or three. Like it's just how people's brains work. Visual, I guess, is how I am. So I'll literally have on there like it's a purple tab on my thing, purple everything. So with this, it's it's really easy to select it because it's the end product. It's all I'm looking for. It's the final product. And then I smoke it all. I can say, all right, well, headbanger purple was the fucking slapper. So this is the one I'm keeping here. It's that easy. And I don't even look at anything besides that of, of the growth. The ones that are close, I keep. So I'm going to run that a second time because I noticed the first run is never usually the one. It's like the second run, maybe the third run. And I'm like, okay, she's getting used to the way I grow, how much I'm seeing how she grows. I'm knowing how much I should feed or how little I'm seeing topping versus low stress training or topping and low stress training. Like I, I just, I don't do a whole lot when the plant first grows. I kind of let it grow on its own. I'll top it or I'll low stress train it once. That's it. But otherwise, like I want to see how this one grows. Is it going to be lanky and tall and crazy? Is it short and bushy? Is it going to be aggressive and once I flip it into flower and just double in size? What's it going to do? Because then that way, for one, I could recommend it. Two, I can jot down in my book like, okay, this bitch is crazy. She is doubled in size. Don't grow her again. If you do, put her in a week early. You know, and just little things like mm -hmm. that. Because that way I know next time it's like, she was good, but asterisk, 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 maybe I don't, maybe I don't, you know, so it's switching. I can see that where that, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say it's switching on my approach consistently now is where it's like the, the end flavor is my goal for sure. But then I've got so many flavors now. So, all right, we need a yielder. We need one that finishes 56 days even. I'm sick of these 64, 70 days. You know, like we need one that fades nice. I don't like the yellowing. I like the little fades. I can get a little picky once I've found my good one and I'm looking for some more, you know. But that's where notes come in. Go ahead, Pete. Right. And I know I was just going to say, and I could see where that would vary based on whoever it is that's taken the approach. You know, if if somebody's specifically looking for, you know, um, grow qualities, you know, they want something lanky, they want something bushy, they want something tight. They want something that's going to produce an overwhelming amount. You know, bud sites are a good indicator that you're going to get more buds. So, you know, I, I could see where there's based on what you're looking for in particular, that there might be a timeline along that journey where you're going to be like, nope, too much growth. Nope, not enough. Nope. You know, or or in some cases where Chris said the taproot. No, no, I want I want one that's going to just. Uh, be a very robust root system and if she can't even get out of the seed done you yep. know but but you made a really good point though because i i will i will vouch for the fact that often enough it's not the pretty ones that that really take me off my feet it's it's the goofy looking ones that you, you wouldn't take to the prom it's like people you know? in real it's life like, man it, it's the ugly ducklings good personalities man, you. yeah yeah and it's like you, you really can't underestimate it in my opinion, until you've tried it. And that's when you, that's when you know that that was the one. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can't see someone who's just looking for grow characteristics. You know, I want a terpene profile. I want to get, I want, I want, I, I want a THC. I want some, I want some, I want some, I want some girth in there. I want some, you know, power. Well, it's, it only like takes time, experience to know that time, though. you know, but like your time, patience, trial and error. But you know, it's like, the variables will change based on really what you're looking for. For sure, dude. For, and that's the key thing is it's all subjective. It's all to the individual person. Right. Are you looking for something that's cancer, you know, uh, fighting? Are you looking for something that's going to, you know, alleviate inflammation? 
you know there's there's a ton of different characteristics too that we're just starting to get into exactly like my biggest gripe i feel like with uh people who will, will knock somebody else's opinion on a flavor or a thing like that is they just haven't experienced uh, something different. So when I first started, I compared it to my street butt shit I was getting from people locally. And it wasn't that great. So mine was the shit. And I was like, I'm killing it. But then I got around other growers and I was like, why doesn't mine? I don't have that flavor like that. Why the fuck doesn't mine have that flavor? Mine looks prettier. Look at the colors. Look at the trichomes. Like mine looks better. This looks like some high time shit. And then everybody else is kind of like, well, eh. But then, man, that flavor I couldn't get. And I'm like, what are you putting in yours that I'm missing? What what are you giving it? You know, what, what is it? What are you doing? It must be my light. It's a style of light. I'll go get a vented hood. Or it must be, oh, you're doing CO2? That must make my flavor better. And and nothing was true there. A lot of it came down to genetics. As I, I went after the hype once, I was like, oh, LA Confidential, White Widow, Cindy 99. I just literally went on, on forums and I typed in most popular fucking strains. They're award-winning cultivars. And then I found those on bud trader and went and met strangers and got them from them and those necessarily weren't the right phenotypes so then i went going for years thinking that these weren't that great of flavors and i tell people like nah shit's mids and i'm like is it though well, even in the video when we say most overhyped strains on uh, cannabis lifestyle tv is it overhyped because we just haven't had the best cultivar or the best version of that cultivar we just had the pretty one the hyped one and bag appeal isn't everything if somebody sees something online and theirs looks comparable they think they did right but then they're, you know, in the 420 Gorilla School, like, why don't I have that flavor? My shit doesn't smell like much. It's like, pheno hunt, man. Find the one that does. That's what you mm -hmm. got to do. You got to look for the right one. Because sometimes shit doesn't come out of that first one or two. Pick and mix is not the way to do it. I really don't. I don't like the pick and mix option. It sounds good. Because you be like, oh, I got two of these, two of these, and two of these. You never, you, you might get lucky, like a lottery ticket. You might get lucky and be like, ah, oh, we won $5. Got some of my money back. But usually you're not going to find that dank keeper pheno out of just a couple. Unless you don't have a lot of experience and you're happy with what you just got. But over time, you're going to be like, man, grass is greener on the other side. Just make sure you're watering your grass so that way your shit stays green. And that's why I think, too, sorry, Chris, you're going you're gonna to say something. Uh, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, effects is, is part of it, right? A lot of people look for uh, effects as well. It kind of already touched upon that. Um, I personally like the narcotic effect. Some people like that up giggy effect. Um, to almost the point where they're paranoid, right? And kind of that loops into our sponsor today, which yeah, is dude. IP Vanish. If, if you're, you're paranoid, paranoid. <laughs> and <laughs> you like that one, <laughs> and you want to hide your IP, you can do so with IP Vanish. So I run an IP uh, VPN, sorry. VPN, that's what I'm saying. VPN. I, I IP, the, that's how I did it too. That's I called how it you IP, did it. You messed it up as IP well. So. An IP blocker. IP blocker, yeah, yeah. Master. So VPN. Uh, I run one. I know Rob runs one. Pigeons, I believe you run one. IP Vanish um, is what I'm rocking, actually. It's funny IP because Vanish. before they even turned me on to that, I was looking into a new one because the one that I use is updates consistently and constantly, and it was clunk like, clunky and confusing, and I was trying to send people to that, and they were like, I don't know how to fucking use it, bro. I'm like, ah. And so when you're getting into, like, people who want to join the 420 Girls Club, they'll be like, I live in Australia or Germany or this place. I want to join. Great community. Wish you could join. But unfortunately, we got to say, you live in this place. So the VPN could help you live in that place. That's all I'm saying. The key <laughs> thing is, is, is protect where you're at, man. Be safe. Because in this community, it's gray. It's gray. So Unfortunately. And it, and it, 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 it. It's not changing quickly enough. So protect yourself, protect your family, keep yourself secure. Use a VPN, use IP Vanish. IP Vanish. Do we have baby. a link that you can put in the uh, link down in the, in the description section below? Yep, yep over on and, YouTube. Uh, if, if, 
if you didn't actually know, we are recording these episodes live on Twitch in front of an audience. So if you want to participate and kind of influence the conversation sometimes, come join us live, twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast. Boom. I like that. I like that. It's a good place to um, be. Right. Yep. Right. We're live um, twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So. Absolutely. Good point. So a couple more things on the pheno hunting, guys. Yeah. So people also, if you're going to pheno hunt for breeding, that's another side. So pheno hunting for a male or a female, what characteristics, a stem rub, uh, leaf to node ratio, we'll say, because it's not going to be leaf to bud when you're dealing with a male. So leaf to node ratio, how much it stretches, the vigorous growth. Those are some things you're going to probably look at more with males. And that's picking Vader OG's brain more. He's, he's the guy. We're going to have to have him back on the show for a little deeper in depth of selecting the mama and daddy. And I think that's where we can have an easier setup to know for breeding. You know, are we going to be able to have this characteristic or this characteristic? People look at the smoke from the female and say, oh, I'd love to cross that with this and this. It's like, well, the dad is the key here. And the dad's not going to be the same as that Cindy 99 that I had or that the confidential. This is going to be a different phenotype, technically. So we'll see what characteristics come and which one are more dominantly taken by the other. And that's where once you're running them more, you'll end up finding which ones leans on this side, which leans on this side, which has a little bit more of, let's say, headbangers, a prime example. I've had biker Kush. It was a little flat in the turp department, but it was very, very pretty. I mean, amazing. It had some some turps, but the one I had wasn't that crazy. As where sour diesel usually has some funk to it. The headbanger I have leans a little more to the sour diesel side. So that may be the mom or the dad. I'm not 100% sure, but it makes it so now you can figure out exactly where you're actually like selecting. I'm like, I'm looking for these characteristics with some growth of this one, or I'm looking for the early finish from this with the flower of this, you know? So there's, there's variables in terms of your hunt when you're trying to breed and in terms of look, knowing the bred plants and you're looking at the female or the female, the, the end products. So you're like, all right, well, I'm selecting this. I'm looking for the one that leans to the sour diesel. You know, and, and it changes your whole mentality because you'll see characteristics from the one if you know that original cultivar and you're going to say, all right, I'm going to get one that has a little lankier grow, but it's got that dank to it. But then you'll see the next phenol hunt and like, oh, well, this just took the dad's qualities of the lankiness that I didn't really want. And I didn't get the mom's dankness. So hunt again and find the next one that's potentially going to be more on the mom's side that's got that loud and a better grower, you know. So when, so when you're looking for a, uh, a good quality pheno, it, I think it's obvious, or not obvious, but we've discussed at length kind of what good characteristics of a female are. What about when you're, when you're pheno hunting, and, you're, and I know, Chris, you, you tried a little breeding. Um, is it, it's not just grow characteristics from the male you're looking for. Um, you know, you want you, pollen production, good healthy uh, bud sites. Um, now you can argue that's growth, but uh, I mean, growth style, uh, more so is it, is it going to be bushy? Is it going to be lanky? Is it going to be it, tight? Um, but are there specific variables you're looking for when it comes to a male pheno hunt? Are you ever, or are you pheno hunting for a male? So it gets into, and there's a little bit above my, my knowledge is dominant and recessive traits. Right. And I can't speak too deep about those, but I can talk about what I was looking for when I pheno hunted the male, right? I did the stem rub, you know, to see what the smell looked like. That was one of the things that um, helped me pick a keeper. Uh, looking at structure, how the plant grows naturally. So I didn't do any training on it just to see, um, you know, space between nodes is one of the things I kind of look at, see if there's the sidewards, um, the lateral branching, you know, the, coming up from the sides. Um, I also kind of stress the plants a little bit when it comes to nutrients, 
So I did a little bit of a lack of a feeding. So the plants were kind of yellowing. I wanted to see kind of like it was an easy feeder. Was one going to be, um, you know, on that avenue, kind of is one going to be more susceptible to, I guess, um, you know, being deficient, although that's highly variables, right? Because there could be more nutrients in one than the other or whatever. I don't think a lot of people actually do stress out their plants for um, on the nutrient side of things, but I did it. Um, flower production on the male side of things, male flower, talking pollen sacks. Um, if you're seeing real nice clusters of it, that's one thing I was looking at um, that helped me determine one. Um, pollen dropping, I didn't look at too much. There was some like purpling coming on the actual pollen sacks, but I believe that those are recessive and can't be passed as much but again that's kind of going a little bit over my knowledge i won't speak on that avenue but and then trichome production you can actually look at trichome production on males as well that's one thing i was kind of looking at when i made that determination on what male to keep for chill out og so that was a brisker og male crossed with a pakistan valley female and that's what came out to chill out og Nice. So you've both described now this this stem rubbing um, when you when you smell what are you what are you what are you smelling Where are you looking for that heavy chlorophyll or I'm looking for a, a, a slimish fucking lime stinky lime. funk a little less on the planty and a little more on a unique terpene where you're like whoa mm. that's got a funk mm. to her what the hell is that mm. and like you you smell mm. the the chlorophyll's there but it's, it's mixed, so that way it's like, this doesn't smell just like I touched an outdoor plant. Like this, not an outdoor, like outdoor cannabis plant, but like an outdoor fucking something. So you really notice that there's some terp there initially. Like, And I've got a buddy who harvests his males frequently and for you know, pollinating really roughly, just pollen chucking. But with his style, he is really heavy on the end product smell and the, t the type of trichome. You know what I'm saying? Like he's looking at... The specific trichome type i know uh, mark from perfect gardens has a good video on when like ar harvesting for roi and he's talking about um the different types of trichomes and he's looking specifically at how they produce in certain areas even on the stems everywhere he's really 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 specific on that part but then the breeding part he's just so mm. it's interesting though because he's got a few good ones um that came out really unique but then repeating it is the problem with that you know he, he, it's not repeatable so you really got to go through Tough. and think about it. Like the pheno hunt is one thing. Breeding the pheno hunt's another. Pheno hunting the breed is a whole nother. That's taken it to the next level. Maintaining so, the strain. Maintaining the strain. You'll be seeing that one as well. You've probably already seen it if you're on YouTube. If you're over here on Twitch, you've seen it. You've seen it. <laughs> but yeah, man, I think that pretty much uh, covers at least what I do. I think you guys, you know, we, we went through pretty well. I know people who are tuning in either watching, 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 watching or listening. Watching the reckoning. <laughs> right um, I think it's really cool that that uh we can get some feedback you know if you guys have some right. different things that you look for that you do within pheno hunting if you're gonna correct and say that's not pheno hunting that's geno hunting whatever do your thing but we'd love to hear it in the comment section it's definitely useful it's, for us too it's obvious that there are a lot of variables when it comes to pheno hunting not just in what you're looking for but really in terms of where you're gonna take it like there's there's a lot of things that can come into play here so i'd love to hear from you guys did, did we kind of touch on it is there a lot more to this conversation um, this is the wonderful thing about cannabis is because I, even though we're at 2021, you know, the, the, the evolution of cannabis has, has ceased to amaze and continues to happen from decade to decade to decade. So I'm really excited to see where we take cannabis from here on out because we've got some incredible strains from some very reputable breeders and wait until they get in the hands of the next future of, of, of pheno hunters and breeders.
it's it's going to be it's going to be an exciting time for cannabis. So I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think about phenol? Let us know. Yeah, I can't know. wait to read down in the chat because uh, I know there's going to be some things that we missed or some characteristics that other people look for that we didn't mention here. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And don't forget to check out the links in the description. We got a bunch of discount codes down there. So if you're trying to save some coin, check out the description section. Uh, Patreon link is down there as well and the Twitch link. So we're live <laughs> twice a week and that's uh, 12 Pacific time. They're affiliate links. We've been doing well. a little earlier. So you can lately. help support the show by clicking Bitcoin. the links and, and making things happen. So those are affiliate links. So if you want to help support and just save some money, you can do that through there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Let me say that you are Adam CLTV, Mr. Grow Pigeons. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.